It's Wyatt's World with Wyatt Wheeler. Presented by the Springfield News Leader. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a surprise episode of Wyatt's World. These are episodes that you can you can maybe kind of expect, but you know that takes away from the surprise. But this is a surprise episode throughout the week. You can expect these after some of the biggest games, after some of the biggest nights, the biggest breaking news, where we just give you a little bit more to break down a little bit. So this is an addition to the Tuesday show. So this is something you can kind of expect throughout. You can, but you know, it's a surprise. But trying to get some practice in here, get used to the software, get used to everything is we go throughout this start of the Wyatt's World podcast, but I just went out to Missouri State football practice for the first time this summer, fall. I don't know what they're calling it. I'm not, I'm not supposed to, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to call it a fall practice or a summer practice because it sure as hell doesn't feel like fall out there. Having to find somewhere to sit in the shade and you know I can't be out in the sun for too long because I have red hair. But these podcasts, these surprise podcasts are not going to be very long. They're going to be more quick hits, quick takes to where it's not going to be something you need to sit down for for too lengthy. But I wanted to do this to get some practice in, give you a little bit more, let you know what's going on with Missouri State football, and let you hear from Ryan Beard after a practice this year. So just kind of some breaking news that came in throughout all this. I had started to hear some whispers and... I uh, heard that some departures were coming, and the biggest one is Craig Burt Jr. He is a six foot four, six foot five transfer from Western Kentucky who is no longer with the Bears. Everything I heard was that he was trending towards being the top receiver for the Bears heading into this season. So massive loss there. They try they they do try to make it not as big of a deal as you think, but you know, you're going into a new year. You're going into a year where you don't have Ty Scott because he's playing. He's do, he did training camp with the Kansas City Chiefs, and you have some new faces all over. And you really wanted that playmaker on the outside, and that guy seemed to be the one. And Coach Beard throughout the offseason had compared him to the likes of an Xavier Lane, someone who has that big body, but. He also said that Craig was a little faster. So I started to hear that last night, confirmed by Ryan Beard today. From what I've been told, there's a chance that he's headed back to Western Kentucky. I don't know if there were injuries on the Western Kentucky front to where they said, hey, you know the playbook, come back here, let's let's do this again, you'll have more playing time. But that's a, that's a loss for the Bears. There's no escaping that. That's something that someone the Bears were going to be relying on this year. And the other piece of news is Chase Brewster, the transfer quarterback from UMass, who who Ryan Beard had kind of been throwing in the, kind of been mixing in with the other names for the starting quarterback competition. I never took Chase Brewster seriously. He has a good arm. He is a big kid, but he had these other two quarterbacks in the system before, and Chase Brewster was just coming in and being. Uh, a late addition, somebody who's starting from behind. And you always had a feeling that Clark and Pacheau were very much ahead of 
uh, Chase Brewster. So from what I've heard, Brewster just kind of packed up and left in the middle of the night, just had everything ready to go. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing football anymore, but he's from the Northeast, just moving back home, getting closer. That's something I could see coming. So those were the two biggest pieces of news that come out of today. And just getting eyes on these competitions and seeing what's going on with Missouri State football. Of course, you're going to be asking about the quarterbacks first thing. And, you know, I went into that. I've kind of gone throughout this entire offseason thinking this is Jacob Clark's job. The coaches are just saying things, saying that there's a quarterback competition and everything. But for the first time after today, I came out believing that there is an actual competition because I was impressed with what Jordan Pichot did. There were some struggles here and there for Jacob Clark. And it's just a matter of what the Bears are going to want to run with their starting offense and trying to figure out what's that, what are they going to look like. So Jacob Clark, of course, being the taller, more of a pro-style quarterback and a stand there in the pocket, needs to read the defenses quick, know the playbook, get the ball out. And he wasn't really getting the ball out too quickly today throughout the first half of the practice. So they ran 100 plays. They had 50 plays in the first half, 50 in the second. And the starting offense really struggled there throughout the first half, whether that was offensive line problems, which we'll touch on here in a second, whether that was Jacob not getting rid of the ball. But there were some struggles there to where the defense really had a good day there, limiting the Bears' starting offense to where Jordan Pichot you got to use the you got to put in the caveat that he's going up against a second string defense, and I'm not very too high on the Bears' depth on defense after coming out out of today. Just a little bit smaller. You see a step back. You see a clear step back talent wise. There were some players that did have some standout moments, um, but they, it wasn't the first team defense. But Jordan does show a little more when you talk about getting on the move, being able to extend plays. And that arm is a li- I think that arm's a little bit better than Jacob Clark's. So are you going to want the offense that's going to be standing there in the pocket trying to make plays? Jacob can move. I'm not, I'm not discounting his athleticism, but Jordan's just got a little more to where he can feel that pressure coming from behind to where he can move and use really a strong arm to get the ball out and get it to a receiver and, and, and the escapabilities there. And that might come in handy if that offensive line isn't as good. And that's something we've hammered on for the last several seasons, that that's where Missouri State comes short. And that might still be the case heading into this year. Just what you've seen for this coaching staff is the mix and match of different transfers that they bring in, trying to really just make it a quick fix. And that really hasn't worked with offensive line play. So throughout today, Throughout the Saturday, they they was up and down. They had some good moments to where they were able to bounce back in the second half and give Jacob Clark some time to throw the ball. He was able to throw a touchdown pass deep down the field. We saw Jordan Pichot touchdown pass deep down the field, and they had time to throw. So you look at the offensive line. Today they were going with Danielson Ike, an SMU transfer, and one of the tackles, and you had Grant Goodson on the opposite side. Guards, Christian Loeza, Giles Chio, and Hudson Lillibridge at center. Right there, you have an SMU transfer, a Tulane transfer, a, a redshirt freshman who didn't get to play last year, and two guys that have seen some time. So you are kind of watching that. I just kind of, it's, it's been 
a strange thing to watch just how uh, Missouri State's gone about trying to make that a quick fix, but it just hasn't worked. And you, you saw the struggles of it last year, taking more sacks than it did in previous years. And, and when you look at the numbers, I mean, it's been a problem under this staff when that wasn't the biggest of problems when you look at the Dave Steckel regime that was more running the ball. And of course, that's going to come into play with an offensive line. You do notice some size and athleticism differences with this offensive line to where you can say, hey, maybe this can get a push up front, get a running game going. Like the coaches have said, they really want to run the ball this year. Jacardier Wright, he looks like he can be a really good running back. Just didn't get too many opportunities last season to really break away. Bears were playing from behind just kind of in and out of the lineup a little bit, but it, it is going to be, it's a different line and you're going to They want to do some different things on offense. And the big thing with that as well is going to be the wide receiver. We already touched on Craig Burt and how big of a, how big of a loss that might be. So you look at Craig Burt and his departure and now Missouri state just has really a lot of guys that they've been developing in the program for the last several seasons. So, you're going to have Raylan Sharp back. He made a lot of good plays. He's the, he's the leading receiver coming back from last season, and his numbers weren't like ginormous like you would think from a Ty Scott. Ty Scott got most of the work, but Raylan Sharp came is back. He had some nice plays today, featured plenty, and they, they make sure to get the ball in his hands as much as they can because they think he's a playmaker. Hunter Wood is somebody who got some good playing time today. He's a dependable receiver. You saw him play well in the spring game to where he was a top he was a top target. He was getting a lot of the looks, good connection between him and Jacob Clark. He's been in the program the last several seasons. Um, you look at a guy like Devontae Key. He's another one that was on the field for, for a lot of the first team reps, and that's a guy that's been in the program since his freshman year out of uh, Raytown High in the Kansas City area. So you look at those two, that's more of the development guys that you've been bringing along. Jamari Robinson's another one that Missouri State's really liked coming into his fresh redshirt freshman year. There's, there's some names on Tariq Owens is one that got some looks with the first team. I really liked what I saw from Liam O'Reilly today running with the second string offense. Just a guy that's dependable for the quarterback and getting in the spots that he needs to. So there, you're nervous. You can be nervous about some of the things on offense. I don't think there's a reason to sound the alarms yet, but you know, you, you want to, you have to see that offensive line come together, which is something we've been talking about for however, for as long as the Petrino uh, staff has been here. And this is still an extension of that Petrino staff, and I, it makes me wonder how are we going to treat expectations going into this year when the Bears are not picked to finish high in the league? Do we hold this staff to a higher standard because it's in its fourth year? But really, you're in your first year with a new head coach. So how, where do you put the expectations saying how far along this program should be when you have much of the same staff back? But you don't. But you don't have the main guy, the one that's with the nationally known name. So that's going to be a question that I'm going to wonder throughout a lot of the preseason. Just looking at where are fans going to have those expectations and what's fair to label on Ryan Beard heading into a first year when you also see some of the things that he was restricted to in recruiting, whether it was not going out and getting transfers and 
making sure he got guys that are going to graduate and move and get that academic progress rate up because that's a big thing when you look at are the Bears even going to be eligible to make the playoffs come 2024 because they don't have because they have some problems there um, with academic progress and guys just leaving the program and not moving closer toward a degree. Missouri State made the higher emphasis this year to go get guys that are going to graduate and move towards their degree. Uh, that's restrictions that were lit, put on Ryan Beard that weren't really on Bobby Petrino as he quickly turned this thing around. And and that might hold the Bears back from doing some things. So I, I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom and saying the Bears are going to be really bad this year. I, I don't. I think there's still potential there, but I think there are questions to ask ourselves heading into this season when you're hoping that it's going to take a step forward from a disappointing year for last season when you had national championship expectations that wasn't just us writing about it. It was a national thing that um, a lot of people really wondered, could this be a team that can make a deep run in the postseason when you have a quarterback like Jason Shelley, you have a coach like Bobby Petrino, and you had a guys returning from a playoff team the year before. But questions are certainly there. I did like what I saw from the defense, good defensive line. I don't know about the depth, you, but Darian Smith, I think that Charlotte transfer is going to be someone a lot of you like. Uh, that's a guy that's been living in the back, that was living in the Bears' backfield today, making plays and kind of separating himself out a little bit. I like the team speed on defense. They were kind of flying around to where after those first 50 plays, you're saying to yourself, man, I just really hope the defense is really good because you felt like it was that dominant against that offense. The offense kind of rebounded there in the second half of uh, the, the second half of the 50 plays. So there's, there was good and bad throughout the day, and it was just one practice. I, I haven't been able to see the Bears throughout uh, the preseason, just hasn't been available to the media, but they, they made it happen today. Happy to see that. And there are some things you're going to like, and there are some things that I'm waiting till that first Friday night when the Bears go to Kansas to see how that's going to be. And then the next week, that Saturday, that Saturday evening at that Saturday evening at UT Martin to see how they match up against an FCS team that the Bears have played in previous years. So I'm going to let you hear from Ryan Beard now. My favorite part of the practice was when Ryan Beard went and checked on an official. The official got in the way of a quick slant kind of really blew up the play and everybody was hitting the ground. Ryan Beard checks on him to see if he's okay. I think his father-in-law is cussing out that referee, telling them get get out of the way. So here's here's Ryan Beard, and that was the first of these surprise podcasts. And I'll let you listen to Ryan Beard, and I'm out of here. Seemed like that defense had the best of that first half, and then the offense was able to turn around there. Did you like what you saw today? Yeah, definitely. It was a good battle back and forth. Um, I like the the creativity from the offense in regards to our play action pass game, some of the things they did to, to create different moving pieces for our defense's eyes. On defense, we have to play consistently harder. Uh, that, that's one thing we've been pushing on in camp. You know, obviously there were some guys that were playing, some weren't that will be in our starting defense, but it was a good day for the young guys to get in and get some action. Um, again, everybody's come a long way in camp. Obviously, as you can tell from everybody hooping and hollering around you, they're pretty excited to kind of get a day off their feet and, and catch their breath a little bit. So, obviously at halftime, you were kind of trying to light a fire into those guys on the defense. How do you balance, though, the 
progress you see from the defense and yet the progress you want to see from your offense since we're still in the midst of a quarterback battle? Yeah, that, that's definitely one of the most challenging parts as the head coach. And you have to understand that sometimes offense is going to have a good play. Now, my heart's with defense, and we have to be a deep, good defensive football team in this league. Defense helps you win games. We got to be able to stop people. Uh, yeah, at halftime, we needed a little bit of an adjustment, um, and it was good for me to be able to step in and do that because the nice thing about defense, and we always talk about the continuity, they've heard the same voices. They understand when it's time to go out there and meet up, it means business, and it's time to, to make an adjustment. Are we still in the midst of a quarterback battle? Yes. Okay. So what would you like from both of your guys today? I like the way they ran the huddles. Um, you saw some good competitive spirit from both of them. Jacob came in. Again, he, he I think he took – I think it was pretty much equal, about 50-50. He had some good drives here and there. He's got to do a good job getting the ball out. You know, sometimes in practice when the quarterback's not live, you get a false sense of timing. Um, we're going to do some drills this week in game prep to make sure he understands when he needs to distribute the football. Um, Jordan came in, and you can see his movement in the pockets extremely. He's got real talent to feel and have vision of the pressure coming, be able to elude that and then make good throws. And then I like Jordan's had a great attitude. He knows that him and him and the other guys are in a competition, but nobody's lost pace of they both think they're the starter and they're both acting as such. Clearly, for the second scrimmage I've seen, you guys do not mind popping pads, right? Your defense likes to hit people. Why was this good to see them go full speed? Because, I mean, you are six days away from your opening game of the season. Yeah, it's a physical game. you got to be able to, when you turn on the film, Ray Lewis said it best, you can't hide effort. You can't hide the ability and the want to to go and put your pads on somebody and physically impose your will on the opponent. And they had a good time doing it. You know, that's one thing in our culture, in our program, out, hit, out, hustle is what we live by. And some of that was on display today. Still need more. I know, you know, today, if today's a good benchmark for where you guys want to be come week one, what are some things you're really focusing on in, in the days leading up to Kansas? Yeah, make no mistake about it. We have a lot to learn and still grow. We're a young football team. We lost a lot of key starters from last year. Like I told them out there when we were breaking it down, the work is not even close to done. We're not where we want to be yet. Sure, there's been some flashes here and there, but as a consistent overall group, we have to continue to push each other and get better with some situational football, make sure we do a good job in our scripting and put them in those situations to truly operate D&D, &D, field position, all those things you got to understand in a football game. How good is something like this to, you know, these, these guys have been grinding for the last few weeks here, get their families out here, some people get to come watch them play, and they really just get a true day of scrimmage. Yeah, it's great because at the end of the day, when the lights come on on Saturday, you want to have guys on your football team that embrace the atmosphere and embrace the challenge of, hey, you're the man in the arena. You know, yeah, your family, your friends are out here watching you, but what you put on tape is your product. And I think that'll be really good for us to come in tomorrow and watch the film and be able to point out, hey, great play here. Hey, needs work here. Because again, you need the ebb and flows from both sides to, to truly get better. Wide receivers, uh, you guys had a late departure here. You have a lot of receivers that's just kind of been coming up through the program that seems to be the way you guys are going to be going this year. What do you like from the group? Yeah, we've got a deep room. The departures happen. Not even worried about that a bit. Um, again, you got to focus on who's here and ability to get them better and make big plays. And they caught the ball well today. They did a good job moving the sticks on third down. That was one point of emphasis that we had this week in practice was winning third downs and being able to move the sticks and maintain possession. Um, and, and they did a good job of that. I, we have plenty of talent in the wideout room. 
Um, and they've been doing a good job getting each other better each day. Tight ends, just seeing the rotation of that, that's going to be a big thing for you guys this year. Love the tight end group. They're one of our strongest groups on the field. All of them have really good mental capacity to run our whole package. You know, as we sub them in and out to keep them fresh, that's a great thing because you don't you don't lose a beat once one or the other comes in because they all understand the package. They've all been here a long time and they're all really good football players. How settled in are you getting for an offensive line group right now? I think we're pretty settled. Still moving some pieces here and there just to see who the most cohesive group is because we have obviously some different bodies out there right now that look different. They they play different. They can move the line of scrimmage a little bit. Uh, I don't think that'll be solidified yet either. I think we'll still take one more week of eval, and then when we put the put the roster out, those will be the starters. And defensive line, Darian Smith, just uh, just watching him today, how excited he was, especially at the start of that second half, uh, just getting back, making these plays. Uh, that seems to be his thing and what we'll see a lot of for him. And the great thing about Darian, he's going to keep getting better. He's He hasn't been here very long, but as you can tell, he is not only a leader on the field, but he's, he's a strong voice in the huddle. He's been in big fights, and he understands what it takes to get the job done. And he's going he's gonna to be a huge part of our defense. He, he's got a high motor. He knows how to get after the quarterback, and I'm excited about him. Running backs look pretty good today, too. What would you like out of what you saw from the rushing attack? Again, really love the way we're moving the ball, ground and pound. That's what we, I think that's what we can be. You know, A lot of times we've kind of leaned on some passing and some quarterback play here, but there's nothing better than handing the ball off and going five a pop. Obviously, again, on the, on the other side of it is the defensive side can't allow chunk yardage, can't allow those things. But the running back group is really, really deep. You know, obviously you've got your Cartier um, and the young cat jab does a really good, Jaden Bex does a really good job. Uh, and then obviously Connor Lair, you know, when you see him come in, he's so versatile. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got great vision and he's got power. He's got some real grit to him that you like. The change of pace right, with all three of those guys, why is that so good to have for different schemes and different plays you want to throw out at different times of the game? Sure, it's great to be able to go in and out of personnel packages and highlight their skill set. And no understanding as a play caller, Nick does a really good job of understanding who does what best and being able to create matchups that are not good for the defense. First of all, camp as a head coach, how is it? How's it been going? I enjoy every single day I came out. I mean, I you know, some days are good, some days are bad. You walk off frustrated, but at the end of the day, and like I told the guys, you know, we, we talk about things bigger than football and being able to, your gifts got you here. A lot of guys on scholarship, even the walk-on guys, you know, you get a chance to come out and play in front of your family on a beautiful day, play the sports you love. It doesn't get much better than that.